Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am big. The picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Nobody likes wearing. Mark just thinks wearing. he looks cool. <laughs> All right, let's I go. I feel like I'm flying a plane. We're already wasting. Welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Regadon. Is it and on? With me, as always, <laughs> Richie Byrne. Soul Joel. And now we have our, our very special, another special guest. Very We're, special. We've been very lucky <laughs> to pass your shows. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is awesome because this is exactly what the show is. Yes. It's having a beer, telling a story with friends. Yes. And, and we happen to call one friend who's here. Who was having a beer when we called him. And we him. said, where are you? And he said, drinking. <laughs> and we were like, you're perfect for this. <laughs> Michael Somerville, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Hey. hey. I went into warm-up guy mode there for Come on. <laughs> Come on. So today we had a very fun day. We did. We actually went. Uh, Joel and I drove up. You know, yeah. from Philly to 15 minutes. 10 minute drive. Minute drive just skip five it. minutes. Just five <laughs> minutes. You're right in the city. So the two minute drive to get here, and <laughs> we went and watched Richie do what Richie the does oh, best. Oh, yeah. very yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it, uh, it was fun. And at one point, I introduced them to the crowd, and Dr. Oz said, "Well, if they're comics, make them sing for their supper." Anna. Yeah, let him we, prove it. But we didn't get it. any supper. Yeah, well, you didn't deserve it. Did you? Did <laughs> he, he, and I, I go, and I, I go, Doc, joke. it's not like, you yeah. know, it's not. He goes, no, no. I, I let, Are you serious? Yeah, so I gave. So he made him get up I and gave, do. I gave Rick and yeah, like a mic. Two in the afternoon, <laughs> and he sucked. Ah, <laughs> you ate it. I suck. He liked it. Oz <laughs> liked it. Oz liked it. He did. But yeah, I think was, he liked. He liked Mark's sound effects. He liked. Yeah, Mark did kind of a. It, you'd have to be at the show to understand the joke, but. And it was it was a little bit. I was doing it in was the moment little, stuff. You were yeah bit, about uh, the show. You were riffing. Toilet humor, yeah. which. <laughs> Half of our show is toilet humor, so that's what he does. Yeah, I know. He did an episode on, like, looking at your turds and telling what's wrong. (laughs) We've done more than one episode, so. (laughs) But it was a lot of fun. Doc got a kick out of it. Sand was number two. Yeah. (laughs) It was a real shitty joke, if you know what I mean. (laughs) The lady in front of us asked if uh, Richie was really a comic and if you guys are really friends. Right. I don't know why people do that. They always, you're like, oh, hey, no, he's a cameraman who went rogue. And after the show, they'll come up and go, are you really a comic? Really? No, I just say that because I want a... you to not show well, up. Well, because Richie also joked around because he was busting on Dr. Oz that it was his last day. So please have fun yeah. on his behalf. Because I make fun of Oz a lot. Who's so. last day? Me. Oh, this is, I got you. Yeah, okay. He's, he's like, that guy looks really handsome, so, right? Oh, I'm a, do- I'm a doctor. I'm a movie star. I'm a TV star. So, uh, well, Rick Adana's not going to replace you, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! <laughs> Prove pro- pro- that. Richie goes, look at Dr. Oz adjusting his toupee. And all of a sudden, he just fired a look up at you like, you son of a bitch. But, I, you know, I do that every day. And he, I say, uh, your hairpiece is perfect. That's is it a hairpiece? No, I was like, that's what I thought. How would it be funny if it was a (laughs) hairpiece? I don't know, but I thought I was like, has the hairline of Wolverine. Dude, he's got the most beautiful head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and and, and a photographic memory. I mean, the guy's perfect. I know, I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) But the show's still clipping. That's been good for you, huh? That's a few years now, right? Season nine. Have you been the whole time? 
Dude, that's yeah. fantastic. I know. Gets to I stay know. in town. When you were saying, hey, yeah, I got to get up and go to North Dakota. I go, you know what? I love that show. You that's, know? Yeah. You, know, you forget sometimes. Do they still like go into like the 7 a.m. meetings or whatever you were going yes, to? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to remember like years ago. I got to be up at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> oh, jeez. As a matter of fact, Joey Cola, who got me yeah. the job, after you got other comics, like, dude, can you get me a job? Can you get me, you know? And Cohen's like, just tell them they got to get up at 4.30 in the morning. And it's true. Like, half the comics go, oh, I'm not doing oh, that. never mind. Uh, yeah. That's bedtime. Yeah, I'll yeah. stay up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Go in the bed. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. And, we do, and we're there till like, 4.30, 5 o'clock. Wow. Yeah, so. Four days a week? Yeah, three. Three days Only a week. Three. Okay. So, yeah, I catch a 6 o'clock train, and I'm usually not home till 7. Wow. Yeah, it's a long day. It is a, a long, long day. day. But, hey. They know. I'm I have two kids. Around. I'd two, love that day. Two shows. <laughs> Three days, so, Three so days. six shows a week. week. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's a healthy yeah. schedule. But like you say, you're in town. And you're like sleeping this, in your own bed. I'm here tonight at the comic strip. Yeah. I'm gonna do this. And I gotta get up at 4:30. Oof, man, oh man. Yeah, but dude, it beats the alternative, right? Yeah. How many? When we were younger, start now. How much would you be like? What a great life that must be. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. So now that you get a chance to do it, you absolutely. Gotta do it. No. You know. Jump on it, absolutely. You know. Somerville's. Ride it where you Got can. Got a lot going on in the career, man. Yeah, a boy. Lot going just on. brimming, drinking across the <laughs> street, <laughs> drinking across waiting. the street at five in the afternoon, <laughs> hoping for a booking, which came through. Speaking of, there's another. <laughs> oh, that's the business we call a segue, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He just set himself up, which is what this show's all about. (laughs) Speaking of, there's a kid over there. I remember his name, but he's a comic. He knows you. He says he lives 45 minutes north of you in in Philly. Mike D'Alto. Yeah, he's over there sitting by himself, too. And he goes, we were joking about you because the whole, like, hey, I'm in Philly. I'll be in New York in 10 minutes. He goes, yeah, Rick and Donna calls me. He's like, hey, why don't you come down? We'll drive up to New York together. He's like, I live 45 minutes north of you. I'm not going to drive an hour south to get to drive to. And I'm like, Rick and Donna just has this mentality that everything's four feet Every, apart. Everything's and, close. Everything's let me tell you close. someone better than that. Rick and Donna did a show for me about a year ago. It's down the Jersey Shore. <laughs> we had an intern that, that, uh, that's working for us and helping us out do the tech stuff for our podcast. He drives to Riccadonna outside of Philly. They drive to the show, which was an hour and a half. Right. They pass by this kid's house. <laughs> so the kid drove 45 minutes to Riccadonna's house, an hour and a half to the gig, an hour and a half kid. The, kid. the kid had to watch him at his house a second time on the way back because he would have got dropped off except his car is at Riccadonna's. And he goes, I thought it would have been easier. Wow. <laughs> That's awful. Hey, here's the thing. When you're, when you're the- <laughs> When you're the headliner, you're not driving to them. That's right. (laughs) Mike lives 45 minutes away. Yes, and he never played anywhere away from that 45 minutes. Right. So he can drive to me if he wants to be on a show. Right, right. Because you are the star. I'm not driving 45 minutes out of the way to go pick up. Right. opening act. Because then you can't drink. <laughs> I wasn't doubting Magellan. I was just making, I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> Magellan shots. Magellan. <laughs> I'm done. He's good at certain things. Directions Alcohol. is not one of them. So in all <laughs> fairness here, in all fairness to Michael Somerville, yeah. we've had a few comics on the show. We hit them with, you know, we're going to tell stories, and we, we just grabbed you and threw you on. So yeah, yeah. We're kind of putting you on the spot here. But what were, what the were Vegas. we talking about? Vegas. Vegas. We're, we're, uh, Interesting uh, twist the, on, on, everybody's had a, their own twist on, 
our business, and and you found a little residency with Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. An opening for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Our residency is kind of a strong word. I, I do. Well, uh, yeah, that's right. I thought it was in the theater, but it's in his comedy club. But yeah, he's got his own club, so it's a year-round club like anywhere else. And part you of the were MGM. saying he performs still at the club. He does. Yeah, it's called the Brad Garrett's Comedy Club, MGM Grand. Uh, he does. It's you know regular fifty-two week a year club like any any other place. Uh, he does about two weeks a month um, at his club, uh, which is always an interesting thing because people, you know, you see the name and people think that he's going to be there every night. They buy right. tickets. You know how customers yeah. or audience, right, like, gonna, they don't listen. Like, at Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Danger people yeah. still walk in he's going, is Rodney going to be here? Yeah. He's been dead for 10 years. Exactly. exactly. Before we get back to Brad, it's just on the Rodney Dangerfield note, we do a show once a year in Connecticut called Remembering Rodney. And it's about comedians who were inspired to become comedians because of Rodney Dangerfield. Right. So Andy Pitts, who's a friend of ours, uh, did it the first Does year. Does a great imitation. Great and, impression, well, and yeah. The thing was is he was going to go on first and then go backstage, put on a suit with a red tie. <laughs> and then at the very end, I was going to go, oh, my God, special guest just dropped in, folks, Rodney Dangerfield. And he was going to come up and do his Tonight Show set yeah. as Rodney Dangerfield, just as a fun little joke. He gets on stage, and this people in the front row are giving him the finger, yelling at him, and going, "That's not really Rodney. That's not really me? Rodney." Oh, and we're like, "Yeah, he's been dead yeah. for a while." Like, are you serious? And Andy's like, I, and, "Well, Andy had a little uh, blow up and threw the microphone." Did he really? And stormed off stage yelling, oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. no, wait a minute. Was Are you he, serious? Was he still doing the Rodney voice? That would, I'll tell no. you. And the, funniest, <laughs> the funniest thing is Gary, the club owner, looks at me and goes, hey, uh, should I go up? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, this isn't part of it, right? Like, no, no. Who am I, Andy Kaufman? No, I'm just going to say, it's remembering Rodney, not Andy. <laughs> He's doing a bit. <laughs> oh, God. That wow. is. Does Andy know Andy would lose it like that? I don't picture I, that. He's the cleanest, coolest yeah. comic. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he just snaps. Yeah. The Rodney in him came out. <laughs> People, are, audiences are so crazy like that. I was in uh, the Tropicana in Vegas once, and they had the poster. It was the old uh, comedy stop at the Trop. Yeah. And uh, they had the poster, and it's got, like, Richard Pryor, uh, all these and the women were all excited going down. Like, ooh, do you think they're all going to be here tonight? Yeah. And it was. Yeah. Like, half of them were dead. It was Carlin, right. Pryor. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. No, they're all showing yeah. up. Yeah, they're all, they're all going to be there. Fingers Abbott crossed. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 yeah. So you're, now, what Can I just buy the ticket now off the street team? <laughs> I want to make sure I get in. <laughs> well, you were saying that, so Brad shows up. And yeah. he goes on first. Yeah, he does. Uh, he'll do Who's about this? two weeks a month. He does. He hosts the night. He'll so host the yeah, night. he's not the headliner. He's, he's you know an evening with Brad Garrett sort of feel. Right. But he'll get up and do like 40, 45 wow. and just light Ooh, the place on fire. I mean, everyone's there to see him. Everyone knows. Everybody loves Raymond. Even though his act is not quite. It's a little bit you know uh, completely different. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's it's he's very not that character. No, he's not. Um, but he's you know people love him. They want to see him. But he lights the place on fire for like forty five, and then whoever's next is just in a rough spot. Yeah. It's, been, it's been you. I've done that spot. I've done, he. you know, he does usually the two or three other comics, uh, and it doesn't matter, man. The first five or ten you're on stage after him, doesn't matter what. I've done my Letterman A jokes. I've done my, I mean, you name it, doesn't matter. They, they're just staring at you going, go away. Makes Why you feel you? like an open micer. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it doesn't That's matter. Crazy. You try crowd work, you try anything you want. They just want their guy back. They paid to see the sitcom star. And That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Did you would think, like, 
Like, I think it's funny that, I guess just people are like that. I think it's funny, though, like, you go, hey, I'm going to see people I don't know tonight. That yeah. can be a cool thing, yeah. you know? But it's just like when you go see McCartney and he plays something new and you're like, come on, just play Let It Be. Exactly, exactly. Cut, cut the crap. Now, I say that because I went to see McCartney last week at, in, at the Nassau Coliseum. And he did a great thing. Because, you know, when you go, and like he actually sang a new song and everyone went to the bathroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at one point, <laughs> and he was amazing. Three hours. Just amazing show. Is that right? But at one point, he gets behind the piano and he sits down and he goes, I want to tell you people something. He says, we know when you don't like a song. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I do Beatles songs and the place lights up and <laughs> cameras and everybody's jumping around. Then we do new stuff and it's like a black hole <laughs> in the air. He goes, but here's the thing. He addressed it. Yeah, he goes, here's the thing. We don't care. <laughs> and I thought that was so cool. Oh, and then he went into a new song. That's like, you know, great. Thought, he, like, he almost did the comic thing where like, that joke was just for you, yeah, that this joke's yeah, just for me. it reminded me so much of what we go yeah. through. When, yeah. you know, Wasn't it Leonard Skinner, the Freebird thing, was they announced that this is your time to go to the bathroom is that right Freebird because it's so long right it's like you go to the bathroom come back it's still going on <laughs> instead of announcing a bathroom break we'll just play Freebird <laughs> although I would think that's the everyone wants I to hear it though I yeah, yeah, yeah. now they do I yeah. thought what Leonard Skinner did was they went out and played for 45 minutes and then brought up Somerville yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it's like to have these, these full rooms with people taking pictures. I've never heard of that. <laughs> so, now, Mike, when you're, when you're working... <laughs> we, we're very good at segues. Yeah, so... Well, hold on, we'll let it die down. <laughs> <laughs> New topic, Mike! Hey! <laughs> um, Back from commercial. <laughs> so, uh, when you first started working with Brad, uh, I remember he was taking you out on the road. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was your first experience of going out on the road? I remember you telling me a great story about his jet. Yeah, well, it wasn't his jet, but he, uh, he, 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 so the first gig he ever booked before was up at Woodstock, New York. It was the night before Thanksgiving. And um, <laughs> he seen me, had seen me in, in Vegas. He was looking for locations for his club. He saw me perform at the Trop. He liked me. He's like, would you like to open for me sometime? Absolutely. Wow, what a, that must have been cool. It was really cool. And he calls yeah. me up. Uh, he's got this gig up Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And he calls me up, and he's like, uh, you know, how you getting there? And I was like, oh, I was going to rent a car and drive. It's like an eight-hour drive or whatever. I was like, do you need a ride? or what? <laughs> and he goes, well, no, I'm, I'm taking a private jet. Would you like a ride? And I was like, oh, yeah, hell wow. yeah. Yeah, coolest that's day. so cool uh, of him too. Oh, it was unbelievable. It was so we met at the Teterboro Airport, you know, out in Jersey, a little right. private airport, just got on the plane, no seat belts, it's like a case of beer. That's where that, JFK I mean, Jr. left out of. Is that right? Yeah. All right, well I, yeah. I had more success on my trip. <laughs> and uh, we we <laughs> <laughs> We landed, uh, we flew like 45 minutes later, you land like a private airport up in Woodstock, and it was a limousine waiting on the runway, like it was just like the oh movies, you know, God. you get off the plane, into the limo, oh. to the show, sold out theater, signed autographs, well he signed autographs, and uh, <laughs> right back to the limo, right back, and this is a true story, the best part about it, it was just this whirlwind, like we flew back the same night, land at one in the morning, Teterboro's closed, it's like dark, it's you know, private airport, no cabs, no nothing, he's got a car waiting for him, and to take him into the city, he's going to watch the Thanksgiving parade with his parents. And he looks at me. He's like, you, got, you know, you got a car coming, and I didn't have a car. I, didn't, I didn't even thought you that far ahead. But I didn't want to ruin. It was like the end of the perfect date. So I was like, yeah, yeah, don't worry, go ahead. So he, I just watch 
him drive. I'm standing on the runway at the airport, and I just watch him drive away. With no way to get home. No way to get home. But I just wanted the night to end perfectly. I wanted everything to be like, you know, just let me be. Yeah, yeah, you go. You go. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. What'd you do? I called my mom. She lives. She, <laughs> oh, no. She, she, oh, no. She, she lives oh, in Indiana. Live, yeah. <laughs> I, they live in New Jersey, so my mom picked me up. So Are I, you serious? So I went from a private jet with a three-time Emmy Award-winning sitcom to star to the, picking you my up mom's all car. All the same night. Drove home, slept in my childhood bed. <laughs> and I was like, well, there. Hanging off the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. She made me a sandwich. It was wonderful. Oh, <laughs> one sandwich. What? Sandwich. I don't know this. I don't know uh, what it is. My son has a Swedish accent. We can't figure it out. <laughs> Daddy, would you make me a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe if I talk this way, Daddy won't say no. He's got Abba playing. <laughs> but what a roller coaster that this business is, it right? Is, it's, I mean, that sums I mean, it up. I mean, that story was the highs and the lows in one night yeah. of the business. All in six hours. I'm <laughs> taking a, a private jet. Yeah. I'm opening a big place for this big name. Yeah. And my mommy had to pick me mom up. Mom picked me up and drove I mean, me home. That doesn't explain this Yeah. Sh- this no, but, but I love yeah. how his, uh, he said that I wanted the night to end perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Forget the fact that he was waiting with no backup plan. Nothing. No. I just wanted him but to think did, it was a, a success. Why didn't you just, oh, yeah, I'll get in the car. With you. I mean, he wasn't even uh, going, go, yeah. going to Manhattan to his hotel. No, I didn't even know him that well then. So it was like, you know, now I might be like, hey, can I help me out? But then it was like our first oh, gig together. Because you didn't have anywhere to go in Manhattan. No, I, well, I did. Actually, no, I didn't. Good point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm here. No Metro I, card, no yeah. nothing. Do you have a way to get home? No, can you drive me to my mother's? Yeah, can you bring my mom's house? Mom, yeah. Brad Garrett's outside. <laughs> I got to tip him. No, yeah. I would have walked home. I mean, you just want that night to go well. It's oh, like yeah, the end yeah, of the yeah, party. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was there. Yeah. I did a good show for him. And right. Yeah. At, at the time, I'm thinking that you had a place in Queens or no, Manhattan. No, I do have a place, but I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, I was subletting at the time because I was oh, yeah, traveling yeah. so much, so yeah. I, I couldn't go right. to my place. So. Right. Yeah, I don't remember where I was sleeping those nights. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, yeah. Uh, so he giveth and he taketh away. That's the business. Yeah. So, but that's great that he, he has you doing this for him. It's so know? much fun. Yeah. No, it must be it. It must be a ball. So are his audiences cool that it, way? Are they cool? Like, are they cool? Because I know when I've opened for names, yeah. not huge names, but some audiences can be like, we're not here for you. Yeah. And other audiences, like I said one, on one of the pop, Brian Regan's audience, so cool. I bet they are, yeah. And uh, Panette's audience was oh, great. Oh, they must they, have been amazing, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they didn't care. It was like, hey, if, if Panette almost made them feel like if he's opening for me, you're going to like You're going to like yeah, know? yeah. You know what I mean? I found the opposite with Schimmel. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe that they did not like me <laughs> at all and I literally had to tell them flat out hey I have to be up here for 15 I more minutes I gotta do this I don't right. even think Robert's here I don't even right. right. now, so the, now conversely I, I've opened for Belzer and they loved me and hated him that's <laughs> <laughs> yes. well there goes us ever getting Richard Belzer on the podcast dun 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 I, I, don't, I don't know if he does this every show, but I had friends that saw him at the Brigada, and they loved the show. Um, this is probably about almost 10 years ago. Yeah. And he, Belzer? He, 
Or no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brad Garrett. <laughs> Brad sorry, Garrett, sorry. Yeah. Back to our original topic. Uh, we, we've diverted. So uh, he, he says, he goes, oh, if you're here to see my character and everybody's love Raymond, you're going to be very disappointed. That's exactly, yeah. And, yeah. and he kind of, but he kind of lets them know right up front yeah. when he's on stage about to do his set. Yeah, he does. He kind of makes a joke of it because they do. You get a lot of people. It's almost like a Bob Saget kind of way. It like, kind of is. I mean, you get all these people who like these older, retired couples who watch Everybody Loves Raymond every single night, and then yeah. they come to the show thinking they're going to see, and he goes, where's Robert? You know, he does the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, it's not him. He, he jokes about it. He does a quick impression. He does a quick Ray, Raymond impression. But otherwise, it's him talking about, you know, it's very 80s. Like, he cut his teeth in Vegas in the 80s. He won Star Search, like, in 1980 yeah. or 81. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. and so he was opening for, like, Sammy Davis, Sinatra, His all Sinatra those guys. Great. Sinatra story is an awesome yeah, story. Yeah, story. So yeah. that's why he went back to Vegas, too. So he loved Vegas. He grew up in uh, Southern California, always loved Vegas, cut his teeth there, so he always wanted to have a room there. And, like, old school, if you've ever seen the room, it's, like, lounge, old school feel. Yeah. It's really nice. It's beautiful comedy room. Gorgeous, gorgeous room. Yeah, and he, and he wanted to give, he's really cool, too. To like younger comics, he wanted to give back. Yeah, Brett help, Druck, help comics. There. He loved it. You know, yeah, nice. just the whole thing. So yeah, uh, he's a really, he's genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met in the business or out of the business. He really is yeah. a genuinely. Well, good he was person. on the Dr. Oz show. Oh, was he? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. And, and I actually wrote you. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I went up to him and he, I go, uh, I just talked to Somerville and he goes, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, when he was leaving, though, he said, uh, Hey, he said, Hey, man, good job. I go, You too. And he goes. Keep hitting them straight, or some golf term. Keep hitting them straight. All right, yeah. I don't know, but I just thought it was so like, it was such a nightclubby kind of thing to say. Like yeah. Something that, you know, the Rat Pack might say to each other. Yeah. Like, I love this. Yeah. It's cool. That's his. That's his vibe, man. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's got yeah. In the green rooms all just pictures of like you know him with Frank, him with like all these guys. It's just a great yeah old Vegas. Yeah, Vegas doesn't exist anymore like that. But it's, no. Yeah. No, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. It's sad. Nothing exists like that no. anymore. No. You know. No. It's for damn That short. was a really cool time for entertainment. Definitely. And, and Definitely. it's kind of gone. Even Atlantic yeah. City had a bit of that to Absolutely. it back in the seventies. Absolutely, 80s. yeah, you know? yeah. Was... And I mean, even on a different degree, the, but what the, the vibe was of the Catskills, yeah, is gone. Yeah, exactly. It's gone. Exactly. It, it was a different vibe, but there was a comedy vibe in the fifties, definitely, in the forties, and, and it's gone. Yeah. It's not there anymore. Yeah. And My it's... first booking in Atlantic City was because of you. Is that true? Yeah, you got Letterman. And oh. uh, you had to leave, and you were working with Kevin and yeah, Dina. Yeah, yeah. I said, call Rick Adana in. Perfect. I and love I came it. in, and then something happened with Dina, and I ended up staying the rest of the week. And Is that right? With you. Okay. That's the first time you and I hung out. Is that right? Okay. Yep. Great times. And I think of you for um, for my very first Letterman uh, because of um, uh, Wildwood. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I was getting my first letterman and like it was it was almost happening. They're like your set's approved. It's a matter of getting a date. And we were working at uh, the Casbah Casbah Comedy yeah. Club Tuck in Wildwood Tuck Tucks. And every single I was trying to diet so hard. I was like working out. I was doing everything cuz I want to look good. <laughs> and then you found out you're working with Rick and Donna. Rick Donna and I for <laughs> the whole week. And that's all we would just say to each other. It would be like a text. We'd just say, Tuck Tucks, because there was a place called, like, Tucker's Inn or something. And it was a pub down the street from the club. And every day, it got earlier and earlier. The text would go out, Tuck Tucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, originally, it was like, should we go for one after? And then the next night, it was like, let's go for one before. And then it was like 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone was like, I'm eating nothing but vegetables. I'm gonna, I was going to, yeah. I was going to, you know, thin out. I was going to feel great. Yeah. He did that to me. I'm like, here's some Yeah, wings. that's right, at here's the Borgata. Some... Yeah. We had, we had a week. We spent a month one week in Borgata, oh. and we were, I mean, just <laughs> debauchery. Yeah. And then... Drinking, buffets. I mean, my God. Everything, and then, everything. Um, I, I wrote him about a show or something, 
and he, uh, everybody's looking out the window. Stop looking out the window. So I wrote him about a show. I said, hey, man, I'm going to be in the city. Maybe we get together and get a drink. He goes, uh, I gave up drinking for a year. I said, well, when's that year up? And he said, like, November 2nd. I go, I'll call you November 3rd. November 3rd, exactly. <laughs> I go, yeah, I want to hang out with Somerville and have coffee. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Well, it's so hard, man. I try to take breaks because it doesn't, like, I'm not, there's no balance with me, you know? Right. It's like all or nothing. You're going out. You're that break's not today, my friend. The, yeah, no, no. <laughs> that is for damn sure as I'm sweating out booze. Um, <laughs> no, but it's just one of those things, like, you got to pump the brakes. But in this business, it's always, every night, we, You're always in a bar. Always in a you're bar. always in a restaurant. Half the time it's free or someone's buying yeah, you or yeah. whatever. There's where the big problem is because we get underpaid a lot of the time. Yeah. And yes. then they tell you that you can drink for free. Right. Or eat so for then free you're or like, well, yeah. and when they <laughs> and say, you're like, I'm eat taking for free, advantage of all of this shit. Nasty. Yeah. yeah. And so you go to take advantage of it. And even if you're like, I'll just have a couple, it never is a couple. No, no. And you just, you don't have to get up in the morning. At least I don't. You got family now. But I mean, I don't have to be up in the morning. I don't have to, you know. And even, I just had my first physical today in like 10 years. I hadn't been in the doctor in like wow. a decade. Yeah, because you know, I have health insurance. So I'm like, I should probably go see if I'm still alive. You know, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I go in, like, <laughs> everything's perfect. 120 over 80, blood pressure, the whole thing. I was like, you're kidding me. Like, I was literally like, can you check it again? She's like, Bullshit. Yeah. And even, even the doctor was mad. She was like, I wanted, I wanted to. Yeah. She's like, I wanted to. I, I That's hilarious. She's like, I shouldn't say this as a doctor, but I was really wishing you had like high blood pressure or something so I could tell you got to lose weight and stuff. But she's like, you're perfect. <laughs> It's like, this now, is amazing. I had my blood pressure taken on the Chicago uh, Good Morning America. So they're, they're offshoot good, by Dr. Oz. Uh-huh. And it was... You got some camera time? Through the roof. Are you serious? <laughs> and the funny thing is, is my... Yeah, my, my uh, blood pressure is always like 130 over 80. All now. right. And, and he couldn't wait to get me on camera ah. and just berate me in front of <laughs> And then when they went back, we were at a, uh, that event that I was telling you guys about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were doing it, and he did my blood pressure, and he's just going off on me about it. And they cut back to the guy in the studio, and the guy's like, wow, that guy's really in for a long time working for that. Wow, that was some bad numbers. Like, the newscaster's killing me now. <laughs> I've covered shootings. I've covered I've, hurricanes. <laughs> but this guy's this, blood pressure is fucking ridiculous. So it, it, was, it was terrible. It was terrible, and it's the only time it's been terrible. Really? And it, it, You're on live TV with Dr. Oz, the healthiest man in the world. Yeah, you're going to be a little bit... You're, and he's yeah. like, no, no, this is bad. You're gonna die. You're I'm gonna sure your die. anxiety. I'm not gonna die. Your anxiety was probably through the roof as well. Dude, yeah, it, 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 we were in for a long day. I was hosting this show, this all day event. <laughs> yeah, my, all right, my and I had, I might have had five or six tours the night before, <laughs> and then got told. That was the worst way. Hey, tomorrow morning you go. Want to go on Good Morning America? Yeah, all right. Uh, We're gonna do your blood pressure. Oh, great! I'm uh, totally hungover. <laughs> well, you, you, uh, I don't know if I could say this, but if I will edit it out. Uh, <laughs> Saturday night when I introduced him for our for our tour that we're doing, I said, you know, he does the warm up for Dr. Oz. He comes out, he goes, yeah. That's who you want. The healthiest doctor in the world. You want the unhealthiest guy yeah. in the world yeah. to come out and get the, get the crowd going. It's like before, after. Yeah. Well, they're waiting for Richie to have no. a heart attack so Oz can come out and show him how it's done. Yeah. Well, yeah. one, of the, one of the crowd members goes, look, your silhouette behind you is skinnier than you. Yeah, it's a fucking asshole. Yeah. So, let me ask you a question. Seriously. Sorry. Enough about me. What was your first letterman like? 
What was that? It that was the first Letterman. So that yeah, that was that was like a few weeks before we worked together at yeah. in Wildwood. That was leading up to it. But yeah, it was August two thousand and twelve, and uh, that was the best thing ever. You grow up. I got older brothers, so as long as I can remember, Letterman's been on television yeah. at night. You know, that's he's the legend. He's the you know. How tight are you before that curtain opens? How tight? Nervous? Tight? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Because I was. I ran the set probably a hundred. 50 200 times like just you know that five minutes yeah. to the point where like i was screwing it up i i when i think my opening joke was i can't believe it's uh already it's almost september i think that's my first and i was to the point where i couldn't i was saying the wrong month during i was like i can't believe it's already in february yeah and everyone's looking at me like like in, in regular comedy clubs i'm running because you start psyching yourself you start out. getting so like in your head but you just want it to be perfect it's yeah. like your it's your first thing you want no, to be perfect and it's letterman, and it's letterman. you want yeah. it to be i was so wound up i was that's all I thought about. I obsessed over every word, every letter. I just, you know, day and night. It's all I did. I ran it ad nauseum in my own apartment. You know, just thousands of times. I'd yeah. say, just you just nonstop. But then now, it worked. Now, do they? Do they? Are they very involved in your act? Because I did Rosie O'Donnell's show. Yeah. And they pick it apart. I mean, they pick your act apart. And I've seen comics on TV before then, and I go, this guy's not even that good. Yeah. And then you see the guy in a club, you're like, this guy's amazing. And you realize, oh, they. They kind of destroyed it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Are, are they very... I, Are the Letterman people on you? or? They, I was lucky. They were pretty loose. They had jokes they liked and jokes they didn't like, but they didn't mess with the actual jokes too much. They, You know, certain okay. ones they liked, other ones they didn't. They tried to make me force something and it didn't feel natural, and they actually listened to me in the end. I said, look, i got to be honest. It doesn't feel like it's flowing. I don't like it. It's not the way I normally do it. And they, they went with me then. They said, fine, if that's not feeling really? good. Yeah. So I really was fortunate because I've heard those stories about, yeah. you know. They and I'm not, listen. Change a word, most change of this. Most of what Rosie's people were saying turned out to be right okay and and it was Jeanette Barber do you guys know Jeanette no. she's a producer for Rosie but she's stand-up comic yeah yeah and Jeanette was like you have to listen to me and I was like and I trusted her but she also said if you don't believe what you're saying we'll fix it okay but you, it, I want you to go out and I want you to believe what you're saying well, what kind of so, stuff were they were changing on you very little slight things but things where you're going why are you doing that like, yeah but you realize that it had something to do with the the movement, the feel of the TV show itself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and she kept saying, uh, to this day, she's been great to me, Jeanette. She's, she keeps saying, I knew you could handle it. I knew you could handle it. But I remember thinking, are all shows like this? It's, and from what I understand, a lot of shows are. Yeah, yeah. Where they're really, you know. But I remember standing behind the curtain when I was about to get introduced. And the, all I kept thinking was, I can't feel my mouth. <laughs> like, I was dry. Yeah. And, and I, and I looked over the guy who pulls the curtain so you could come out, goes like this. He had water. Just some tech guy. And I go, how'd you know I needed that? And he Did goes, you... it's my job to know. And I thought that was so ah, cool. that That's the cool. universe, man. That's Dude. really cool. I mean, was, yeah, I that... thought that was so cool. And obviously, so many people have been behind that curtain going, oh, my God, I wish I had something to drink yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah. It's yeah. not his first night. No. The, yeah. And thank God it was vodka. <laughs> but now, now with Letterman, did you have to like submit the four and a half or five minutes that you're gonna do, and you had to stick to the that like those? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, with yeah. the, with, the, with the, you know, make it messing up a word or two. Yeah, no, like they approve, to... you know, because it goes through legal and all. You know, like of you, you can't offend a brand, one mm -hmm. of their advertisers, all that stuff. So right. yeah, yeah, you do that set. You're supposed to do exactly that set. Um, yeah, and you. And you that's why you're running through it, like you said in your living exactly. room. Exactly, but it's funny because it's not even really stand up anymore. It's at that point, it's a script or that's a speech exactly or exactly how I like. Felt. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you're doing stand up now. You're it's not. just this, you know. Here's yeah. the words. So you throw well, it out to the theater. It's a weird feeling. Now yeah. a lot of the guys.
guys like a tell. They'll go on the shows, but they don't even do it. They're sitting on the couch, but it's 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 it feeds just, them their act. Yeah, yeah. There's right. no well, Bill Burr is the best at that, man. You ever see Burr like on Conan or something? Man, mm-hmm. the way he, the, he just I mean, I've never seen someone get fed their act and do it so seamlessly mm-hmm. and so smoothly. Yeah, it just yeah, looks like yeah. This guy's got charisma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's just, <laughs> he's just coming up with this stuff about Bill Gates. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off the top of his head. I saw. I went to see Letterman live once, and Richard Lewis was the guest. And Letterman, that must have been a hoot. Letterman decided oh. to fuck with him. <laughs> so Letterman's going, uh, it says here that you've been in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and Richard Lewis goes, well, now that you said it says there, you know, what am I supposed to do with that? And it was the funniest thing because they went to commercial and Richard Lewis is sweating. Is and he? he said, and this is when Letterman still smoked. Letterman just pulled a cigar out of the drawer and he just turns around and you can see it was two friends I he was fucking it. and Richard Lewis is so and like a makeup girl comes over and she starts touching up Richard Lewis and you see him talking to Letterman like I can't and Letterman's just smoking like not paying attention and then you see Richard Lewis like wave the, the girl away who's trying to do his makeup it was so funny was Richard Lewis pissed? And he was like no, he was Richard Lewis. Like, you know was, how like, he was neurotic about it. Right, like, right, I right, can't right, believe you right. did that to me. And you can see, and then they come back, and Letterman's like, we're back with Richard Lewis. And you can see Letterman was loving every minute. Of and he just kept, like, he, he'd, like, look down at the card and then, like, say a line that he knew was actually the joke. Like, he was just messing with That's it. It was great. so oh. funny to see. That's what great. a perfect he, guy to do it. He was totally. doing it just for his own totally. enjoyment. I guess as a comic, and I saw that, I knew what was happening. Sure. That. You know, it was cool. It was very cool. How many Letterman's did you do? Uh, four, eight if you count reruns. Um, <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. So funny. And in my apartment, Infinity. It's, yes. it's on loop constantly. Yes. But no, I did four in his last two years. So it yeah, was you were a heck a, of yeah, a run. You yeah. were hosting more than he was. It was, And I got to do the warm-up for a couple weeks, which was also oh, cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. When Eddie Brill left, uh, they, they were looking for a replacement, and I had just done the show. So they're like, do you want to try for a week or two? And yeah, I remember, because you called me for advice. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard you broke your knee climbing up the stairs at Dr. Oz. I, I was did. like, he's not he's the guy right. to ask. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I tore my... Uh, I don't want hey, to Richie, how do, I, how do I ruin this? Yeah. I, that's, hey, Richie, yeah, Richie, what can I do to fuck my whole career up? Yeah, I did. Well, what, I, I tore my meniscus, and I couldn't... That must have been when I worked with you, right? Was yeah. That, I was in so much pain for like four months, and I was running up and down those stairs that you guys saw today and everything, and with a torn meniscus, because the doctor said, well, we got to repair it. And I said, I can't get it repaired while I'm doing yeah, the show. Doing yeah, you're going gonna to be out. I had to wait for the summer, and man, that thing hurt, man. So you were I just was, doing it in pain. Oh, Oof. Boy, was I in pain. Wow, wow. Yeah, <laughs> you guys ready for that? <laughs> <laughs> were you still doing I the stairs? Fell. Yeah, I actually <laughs> fell, because the, the, the knee locked. It was the and biggest the, laugh he got. The stage manager <laughs> caught me. I'll never forget him. Steve Van Patten, one of the best guys in the world. I'll never forget the look on his face. My fat ass coming down. He's like, holy shit. <laughs> Timber. Yeah. <laughs> Timber, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Timber, I think it's time we... Yeah. Michael Somerville killing Mike it. Somerville. We're, we're, doing, guys. we're knocking it out of the park with the guests. Oh, he, he puts special and special guests. He does. <laughs> Can I go and back and finish my beer now? Yeah. <laughs> Well deserved. We're going to repeat this podcast so you can say you did it twice. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Two credits. <laughs> Good night. Last call.
Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.